Can I be honest with you? Never in the history of this show have I done so much research, uh, listening, note-taking, even just overall preparation as I have for this extra-long show this week. The final in the Japanese chapters until we come back in March. In fact, I'm even recording this from a tiny Raoken or Laoken. It's, it's spelled R-Y-O-K-A-N. I think in the West we would pronounce it Raoken. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it in the local accent because it just always comes across racist. So I will just say it's spelled R-Y-O-K-A-N. It's kind of one of those very simple ends, you know, to Tommy Matt's. Maybe you can hear that below me. Sitting cross-legged. Nothing else in the room except a little desk. There's a hot springs downstairs and that's it. But I'm recording it now to have it ready in plenty of time. And it's a show that's gonna, we're gonna push the boundaries a bit this week towards the end. As I keep mentioning this city pop, futuristic funk type movement coming out of Tokyo in the mid 1980s. In fact, shall I give you a preview? This is how prepared we are this week. I'm gonna give you a little taste. We've never done this before, but just a little something to dangle in front of you, just so you know what's in store. We've got some sibling folk pop from the early 1970s. We have some nasty, nasty funk from a famous actress in Japan during the 1980s. Hip hop from 1988, female hip hop, I should say. some kind of near talking heads greatness from the man who arguably shaped Japanese pop as we know it. A bit of doo-wop-ish stuff from the early 1970s. plus much more. So let's stop talking, Eric, and get into the show with some steamy, salty, sultry, 1980s goodness from Masuro Imada.
you can feel it, right? You can feel the breeze of that track from the great, and I do mean greats, pianist and composer Masuri Mata kind of came to the public's attention in the 1950s, outside of Japan, I'm talking about. And in the 1970s, you wanted him on your bill for big festivals. Masura Imada. Rough Sundays. As mentioned, the final chapter of the Japanese episodes we've been doing over the past few months. Bittersweet, I think. I don't know if I can say that yet. I was joking with a friend the other night that I, I might not realize the magic of this kind of quiet Zen, thoughtful and polite nature of, of where I'm at until I land in the United States in a few days during the holiday seasons, mind you. Fortunately, Mexican food is on the horizon, so we shall focus on that. America's queen. Finishing up a fantastic few months here in Japan as well, travel-wise, as I mentioned earlier. What a place. Just what a place. I, I walked around town today just, just taking pictures of logos on doors. Um, the design, the respective space, the silence. Wood, wood, wood everywhere. People who take five years to study the tiniest of things just to make sure they're doing it correctly before opening their business. But it was a highly enjoyable adventure. That's why I was doing these programs. I think I mentioned last week, Japan's commitment to music, especially jazz, rock, rockabilly and blues, and probably everything else, but those four are the ones that I was listening to the most. Well, impressive to say the least, but no surprise. Anyway, let's get back into it, shall we? A uh, bit of soft rock slash city pop, I guess you could say, from the brothers Iwasawa Satsuya and Iwasaya Fuyumi. Formed in 1969 and went on to great acclaim under the stage name Bread and Butter. No doubt in part for the track you're about to hear. It's called The Last Letter. Ah, la 
architecture in Tokyo, Summer Never Ends. I once again made a mistake thinking that was part of the futuristic funk movement of the 80s. It's not. It's a producer from Mexico living in Osaka. So sorry about that. Still a great track, though. The Rough Sundays come to you just from the south of Tokyo. In a little hot springs loving town, hot springs having town, hot springs obsessed town called Hakone. This is where all the money comes on the weekend from Tokyo. They come here for a soak. Onsen, they're called. O-N-S-E-N, hot springs. Of course, it's Japan, so at the nicer hot springs, you have onsen sommeliers. <laughs> Literally people that stand around to make sure the water is of temperature and, and quality and just like a wine sommelier, because it's Japan. But as mentioned, I was a very good host and producer and recorded it here in my own little room before moving into another capsule hotel, as that sounded terrible last week. Sorry about that. Going back, though, to our journey of old school Japanese hits, namely from the 50s to the 80s. And let's go back not too long ago to 2003. Not when the music came out, but when a formerly great record store, HMV, remember HMV? HMV named this fella in the top 10 of their most influential Japanese artist of all time, which is saying something. Another American author writing about the pop culture in the country said, and I quote, Phil Spector, Brian Wilson, George Martin, and Joe Meek synthesized into a single human being, an encyclopedia of everything that was great about pop music in the 20th century, end quote. So let's try and pin down what kind of track and artist this is. I mentioned it's doo-wop, but there's also some island feels in there too. You're definitely going to, I think, agree with the Brian Wilson comparison. So let's take you back to 1982, I believe. It's Aishi Otaki singing something about a t-shirt. I'm not you. 
Shiotaki, rough Sundays, good, right? I think so. I hope you agree. I can't, it's a very one-sided show. I can't hear you agreeing or not. The show's called Rough Sundays. The final of the Japanese chapters for a while, but don't be sad. Please don't be sad. In fact, to make sure you're not sad, now is when we're going to turn things up a notch. I feel like I need some sort of sound effect or, or clip from Spinal Tap, you know? You forget that I was a radio kid in my youth. 47 now, I started at 17, so 30 years ago, for six or seven years, I was a radio DJ, radio presenter, call it what you want, surrounded by, I got my starts before it went digital. I was still on the reel-to-reel, splicing little carts of bells and whistles to denote something exciting is happening, but now, no, nothing, it's just a, Simple podcast, and you're going to have to take my word for it that we're about to take it up a notch. So, that's going to have to do. However, where I excel in my own sound effects, I lack true knowledge about this futuristic funk movement of Japan in the 1980s. Something that I fell in love with. Something that I've always enjoyed, but knew nothing about. Something that I listened to a lot while I was here, I still know nothing about. Here's what I know. Number one, it's fantastic. Number two, it's bizarre. And number three, it's something that could have only come out of Japan in the 1980s. Are you ready? Actually, probably not, but let's get into it anyway. It's Naomi Akatimoto, sing, sing, sing on Rough Sundays.
I told you. Like super out there, right? In the most Japanese way possible. But I don't want your heart rate to drop. Uh, I want to keep things going. I want to keep it up. Because this next track is like, like I mentioned, imagine a Japanese David Byrne and you're kind of on the right track. Arguably responsible for shaping the sounds of Japanese pop as we know it. It's the legendary Haruomi Hasano.
Romy Hasano, Sportsman, on Rob Sundays. One of my favorite tracks we played on all of these Japanese chapters. Uh, Hasano, I've said it a couple times, arguably the most influential of Japanese musicians, composers, producers of all time. And that song was from 1982. Now, of course, it sounds like the Talking Heads, but you have to remember the Talking Heads formed in 77, right? So that's only five years from the founding of Talking Heads to when Asono released that track. So while it's maybe possibly influenced slightly by the early sounds of the Talking Heads, that was that was just awesome Japanese futuristic innovation by Hasano. Get into it if you're if you're looking for a strange yet enjoyable hour. Get into it. What is the name of that album? Hang on, I should have written it down because it is where oh the album is Phil Harmony. Phil Harmony. Really good. Sorry, that's a loud helicopter or something. I told you there's some rich people coming here from Tokyo. They fly in, they stay in a nice hotel, they have their own private hot spring, they soak, they go back to Tokyo. I don't have that. I have to go down and get naked with strangers here when I'm done recording the show. Back to the show, though. You're thinking about me naked. I apologize. What? If you listen to that, that's... That's, yup, that's somebody leaving. Now the show has six listeners. But we are doing a few extra tracks this week just to celebrate the trip here in Japan and the music of Japan. Um, and what I'm going to do next is not nice of me to do, but it's with reason, so hear me out. What I'm going to do is leave you with some Japanese hip-hop from 1988. Female Japanese hip-hop from 1988, I should say, but... I'm going to wait until we return in the spring to get into just how big the hip-hop rap movement was here in the 1980s. Um, some of the stories are insane. Some of the stories, like I said, could only have happened in Japan. I could tell you the story and just say, hey, now guess where this happened? You would say, oh, obviously Tokyo in the 1980s. A lot of these stories involve Africa Babata being here, who helped shape the hip-hop movement of Japan in the 1980s and early 1990s. So this final track is going to get you up and moving. I love it. I hope you love it. It's the all-girl group, The Orchids, on a little show called Rough Sundays.
Orchids, yes, we can can on rough Sundays. Hip hop from the 19 late 1980s, 1988 in Japan, and I think it's such an American thing. It's sorry, it's a white American thing, I should say, to just completely ignore not only how impressive it is for people to speak another language, but to have the ability to be funny in another language or to make a point in another language. And we're seeing young ladies from Japan in the late 1980s, releasing hip-hop, good hip-hop, a black musical genre coming from New York, but doing it as a bunch of girls in Tokyo in the late 1980s. That's impressive. As was this show. No, nothing to do with the host, but just the amount of stellar stuff that came out of Japan back in the day, especially between that time frame that we've been looking at, between the 1950s and the 1980s. And still probably to this day, but newer music really isn't our jam. But um, but that's it. That's the show. We went long for a reason, a very good reason. And then just Japan is just very good all around. I lack the adjectives. Japan is just very good. And I absolutely love my time here. I am now, tomorrow morning actually, off to Tokyo. Then to the States. Uh, we'll hopefully be back with the Christmas special. But we won't say sayonara. That's the first mistake many of us make when we show up. Sayonara is kind of like a goodbye forever. So to Japan, we'll just say erogato gozaimasu. And to you, we'll just say, um, I don't know, speak to you soon. <laughs>